Hi, you're listening to the Road to a Billion podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Georgi. Since 2011, I've sold over $700 million worth of products for both clients and my own companies. I've also founded or co-founded eight different businesses that have grossed between seven to nine figures in revenue. Today, I focus a lot of my time on teaching, training, and mentoring the next generation of freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's why I created The Road to a Billion, a call-in radio show style podcast where I answer people's questions on mindset, business ownership, scaling funnels, copywriting, and more. If you want to submit a question, then check out the show notes to learn how, or visit me at stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe to opt into my email list. And every week, you'll get a link to join the live call-in show. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. Hey guys, in this episode, you're going to learn three eye-opening things Stefan and Ed would tell their younger selves if they could, a key piece of advice you should consider before hiring a mentor or business coach, the two major things to focus on when trying to beat a copy control. Hope you enjoy. All right. Well, Kimmy Du is not here, but she asked a great question. Uh, she asked, if you could go back, what's one thing you would tell your younger self? Mm. Do, you have a, do you have a good immediate answer? I want to definitely want to answer this one too, but I'm just curious if you have an immediate answer. What's just up? enjoy the process. Like, don't be so hell-bent on achieving everything. Everything's going to come with time. Appreciate the grind, appreciate the struggle, appreciate what you're going through because it's exactly what needs to be done. And if you can't enjoy the hike, how can you enjoy the view? So nice. I like that. By the way, what's up, Devin Yang? He said, What up? And Billy Chad Espelos said, Can we ask here? Honestly, if you ask questions in the Facebook Live, I'm probably not going to answer them there because like, you got to be on the Zoom call. Um, but I forget. To, yeah, I mean, I think like. And there's a lot because on one hand, okay, there's a weird, a weird uh, tension for me between the fact that like this advice my dad gave me, which was that the cream tends to rise to the top, meaning that like sometimes we're really impatient um, and we're like, we want stuff to happen today, but like things will, if you put in the work and trust the process, you know, generally you will get the results. I guess the big thing for me would be like being process oriented, right? Like um, understanding that if you, again, the processes yield to predictable outcomes. It's the whole reason RMBC works. It's like a process. And if you follow the RMBC method and you like use that to write copy, you will consistently write better sales copy. It's like a predictable outcome that happens for RMBC. And I have, I don't know, like a thousand plus success stories at this point of people who have used RMBC and gotten these predictable um, outcomes of better copy. And then there's other benefits that come from that too. At the same time, I mean, I wish I had, I was always pretty contrarian. Um, and so I mean, I wish I could tell myself to like embrace that contrarian nature more and I, I wish somebody had had given honored that more in me perhaps because rather than feeling like there was something wrong with me a lot you know i felt like there was like like i had something wrong with me because i didn't want to follow the status quo and i had this like crazy tension there um and not going these traditional paths and having a lot of people like looking at me as as being like you know maybe a failure add or whatever it is um and, uh, you know, thank God I, I finally just embraced my inner kind of like rebel and contrarian and went out and did my own stuff and get my life dramatically better. So, you know, there's, there's basically, there's no right, I know I'm giving 10 answers and I'm kind of rambling, man, but like, 
I guess another thing would just be that there's, there's really no singular path to, to where you want to go, right? There are processes and processes lead to like predictable outcomes, but there's also, there, there's no like one path that leads you somewhere. You don't have to go to college and get like a, you know, a graduate degree uh, in marketing to become a marketer, right? Most of you on this call know that. Um, and yeah, I talk with, like I always say, like I've had, I don't know why it always happens in Ubers, but I've been to so many Uber rides where they ask me like, the driver asked me what I do and I'm like, yeah, you know, like I kind of do marketing and I'm an entrepreneur. I sell stuff. And they're always like, Oh, like, did you go to college for, you know, marketing? And I'm always like, no, I didn't. I studied philosophy and they're like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I've thought about, it. I want to go do marketing, but I just don't have the time to go back to school. So, you know, I, I guess I'll never be an entrepreneur really. And I'm like, how did you just have that crazy disconnect? Right? Like I literally just said, like, I didn't like study entrepreneurship or marketing. Um, but like I've had that conversation like 20 plus times and it's always just shocking to me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. People do hear what they want to hear jazz, but it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating when somebody's like, you tell them like the truth and then they just sort of like pretend they heard you, but they just repeat what they've, the story they've already been telling themselves in their head for like, you know, years and years and years. And this is just crazy shocking. Um, but when you get through to people, it's really helpful. And one of the most rewarding things about doing Road to a Billion and my email list and stuff, and I, and I did that email to my list saying, hey, have I helped you get a win? And I got a lot of like, like wins, financial wins for people. But um, a lot of people talk about mindset shifts, realizing that these things are possible for them in their lives. And I, honestly, that's like just as rewarding as like a lot of the financial stuff is when you hang around with like people on this call and in the chat or um, in these Facebook groups or you go to these events or whatever you do. Um, and you realize that like, you know, there's always people who are having success who are breaking through all these bullshit narratives that society tries to instill upon us and that we try to instill upon ourselves because of artificial beliefs that, you know, date back to our childhood. Um, when you see someone break through that, it's like one of the most exciting, uh, and kind of fulfilling things that I, that I experienced in my life. So next up, uh, we have Zacchaeus asking the question, would you recommend a newbie copywriter learn from two or more mentors, copywriting legends? Or just focus on one at this stage of learning to attain the skill set, learning from the best in the game. I would. I'm just gonna answer that one because I remember forget exactly. Yeah, I think like, I mean, it depends, right? So if like Justin and I are technically two mentors, and if you join Copy Accelerator, I certainly I'm biased, but I think that's like reasonable. But we're also aligned in what we're teaching. We're teaching like, the same systems, right? It's not like I use RMBC and Justin uses XYZP, and like you know we're like trying to teach both at the same time. Um, you know, we're pretty aligned, but typically I would say to focus on one mentor at a time. Cause I think otherwise you may get confused and be all over the place. I really think it's important to have one system and like, and one. So hopefully the mentor is teaching you like a replicable framework and a process and stuff like that. And assuming they are, I would use that one and master that one first. And then, um, once you're done with that, then you can move over and try something else. Uh, I think that's the way to do it. Also, the other thing is when, when choosing a mentor or somebody to learn from, be sure that they're actually doing what they're teaching and they're not just teaching it because it, ma it makes them money. There's a lot of people in the copywriting space who have copywriting courses who are not actually copywriters and they're not getting paid to write copy for people. They just sell the course. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. there's a, like, I have trouble with that. Somebody was really hounding me about a mentor previously and, like, you know, tell me who I should, you know, hire as my mentor. But it's like, dude, like I, that's a hard decision. It's hard. That's a lot of weight for me. And it's like, there's, and I don't even know, I'm sure there's other really good mentors out. I mean, you know, Kim Shalom, a lot of people have had great success with Kim. Uh, Dan Ferrari is a really good copy mentor. 
Uh, Fran Rangel will mentor people. He's a good copy mentor. David Deutsch will do it. And then of course, copy accelerator, the whole goal is like you get, you know, this sort of like uh, copy mentorship plus because you get the community um, access to like all the trainings, a ton of additional stuff. Plus you get RMBC in the framework. So that's why we like copy accelerator. But, um, but then there's, I can think of people, I'm not gonna name names, but there's people I know who are copy mentors where it's like, yikes. Like one dude, like I, uh, eh, I'm not gonna say anything, but yeah, make sure good, good advice. Ed. good advice. Uh, next question. The same stream of thought is how do you go about finding a business coach? Uh, I would, I would like referrals. I guess we're doing rapid fire now and I'm not putting people on, yeah, but anyway, um, referrals, talking to my network, leveraging my network, seeing who they've used in the past. What were their experiences? Like, what was their story? Where were they when they started working with the business coach? Where did they get when the business coach, by the time they're done working with the business coach, does that actually align with what your uh, goals are too? Um, and then having like a pre, you know, call interview with the business coach and making sure that your guys, your personalities align and it seems like a good fit. Um, those would be the biggest things. Also, though, I mean, don't be afraid to hire somebody who's a little different. Like I gave Monique Lindor a big shout out uh, on my Facebook page because like she helped to coach me. I hired her as a coach um, like two years ago. And honestly, uh, you know, she's like this like German chick who loves like yellow and only wears yellow and uh, and like loves like pineapples. And it's kind of like, I don't know, very different personality, right? And like, imagine just like cheerful, but kind of like severe at times, like German woman, like yelling at you. And I'm like, is this like a good fit? But it was, she was awesome. She had these amazing systems and all this really cool stuff. Um, but yeah. And I do like coaches who have actually done stuff. Right. Cause going back to like, there's so many coaches out there. There's, there's always programs of make money as a coach. And it's like, you know, just advertise yourself as a coach and get clients and coach them. But it's like these dudes who were like an MLM, and they sold vacuum cleaners before that. And then they bought some fucking gurus course about coaching, decided they're a coach. And now they're out there like doing LinkedIn prospecting and hitting you up on Facebook and trying to be like, Hey, like, do you, would you benefit from a coach who can teach you a system? And it's like, you know, like, like, fuck that. Like, fuck those people. Don't hire those people. There's nothing sketchier than, um, people who have no experience who are coaches who coach coaches on how to coach. Yeah. As, as Ian has, as will say, yeah, I, um, you know, get someone who has a real experience, man. You know, that's so important. I'm not saying that's a bad thing to coach people who coach coaches, but if you have experience, then like don't hire them. Yeah. Amen. Oh, uh, John could probably say he loves when I get salty. I do. Turns into salt bay. I know I get salty every now and then, but there's certain things that just piss me off. Jazz Courtney um, said Spider-Man meme. <laughs> it's like the two Spider-Mans like pointing at each other. In the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, um, what are your best tactics for beating controls? Um, going through, if it's a good control, honestly, going through and looking at big ideas, angles, hooks, things like that in the lead or in the first third of it that perhaps got buried that weren't used, um, or that maybe could have been brought up higher. Um, little things like, testing headlines like providing new headlines that maybe you're going to hit harder if the headline is particularly weak but really it's focusing on the headline and the lead and then moving up the big ideas as much as possible because like again there's a lot even on good sales letters there may be some really interesting curiosity driven things that just were kind of buried so i'm looking for those alternative angles and doing that and peter tesma said what about being controls for ads honestly same thing kind of like even an ad maybe there's a big idea or 
you know, if you, the ad leads to a page, so on the page, there may still be some like really interesting big ideas or angles or hooks that were buried that are there that aren't mentioned in the ad, but that may be way better. So even in a case like that, I'm trying to find like that buried stuff. Cause there's buried stuff in almost every piece of copy that could have been like the lead. You got anything to add to that, Ed? You got spot on. Nice. Sweet. Okay. Well, Ed, look at this. I'm going to, I'm gonna, we're going to end right on time. So, um, Awesome. Thank you. Camille said the goal in these road to billion calls is so important to rinse and repeat on YouTube to absorb it all. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you everyone for attending, for joining. Love you all. Appreciate you all so much as always for all of you who are uh, coming to the, uh, the virtual copy accelerator event, September 10th and 11th. Really excited about that too. Obviously Ed will be there as well and hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and a wonderful weekend as well. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Later. All right. That's just about it for today. Before we finish, though, let me share a little bit more about how you can stay in touch with me. I have a private email list where I share high-level tricks, strategies, and insights about copywriting, entrepreneurship, mindset, and more. In fact, often my podcasts are based on topics I first emailed out to my list weeks or even months earlier. So if you want to get brand new stuff from me every single day, go to stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. These emails are often upwards of a thousand words, and I send them every day. So make sure you really can commit to engaging with me on that level. But as long as you can, and you should, because I do drop a ton of value in these emails, go apply to join my list today. And again, the web address is stephanpaulgeorgi.com forward slash subscribe. And in case you don't know how to spell my name, which is okay, it is S-T-E-F-A-N, Paul, and then my last name is georgi, G-E-O-R-G-I.com. So stephanpaulgeorgi.com dot com forward slash subscribe and I will see you in my email list.